Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo starts now. Straight up Chimaclaw on this Monday afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. My name is Dave Burns alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo! Burnsy, what's going on? Oh my, so much going on today. My brain oh my is just God, like, know, yeah. it's just like... Ready to explode. Yeah. You know, it's like you got this deciding game five tonight in New York. You got a crazy weekend of baseball go postseason. Yankees. You got just outside of the NFC East and the Vikings, you've just got hot garbage in the NFC after this weekend. I mean, everybody looks so bad. The 49ers lost to the Falcons, for goodness sakes. I know. You Tom know, Brady's losing his mind. He's screaming at everybody. Offensive linemen. <laughs> How about the Padres taking out the Dodgers? Though? How oh, about that? Was that? So I was so excited. I was so happy about you that. Know, you know, so I watched that whole game and I was amazed at how little how, uh, amount of Dodger fans was in there. I, somebody said they wouldn't sell tickets to like the LA area. There was no Dodger fans there. There I, were like 10 Dodger fans there. I, I, had read, I had read a similar story that San Diego fans did like, nope, we're not. Yeah. We are not giving up this territory. We are right. not letting them in here. Uh, so yeah, Padres playing the Phillies in the NLCS and then the uh, Guardians and the Yankees tonight await uh, we'll find out who plays the Astros who eliminated Seattle over the weekend after that 18 inning <sighs> affair. Incredible. Game. Saturday. Crazy what an incredible weekend. Game. It was an incredible game. Crazy weekend in college football. Tennessee. With some of the games that happened. Tennessee. Sing the, it, Rocky Top. The Utah game. Woo! I mean, there's a yes. lot going on. But it was a big game. Let's not uh, bury the lead, as it were, here on the Burns and Gambo show. There's a lot going on with the Cardinals. It's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. Burns and Gambo, the way in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. Our top story of the day, of course, is the Arizona Cardinals losing yesterday 19-9 to the Seattle Seahawks to fall to 2-4 on the season. And uh, we're going to attack this one from every single angle. I heard your crosstalk on earlier today with uh, Wolf and Luke. And, I mean, we're, we're going to get into Cliff's comments today. Cliff's comments on Wolf and Luke about how, hey, look, if I need to give up play calling, I'll give up play calling. I'll do whatever it takes to make this happen. But we kind of start with what is likely the freshest news of the day. I mean, not that the game is yeah. old or stale because it just happened, <laughs> but the freshest news of the day, the Arizona Cardinals go out and get Robbie Anderson in a trade with the Carolina Panthers. Here's Tom Palacero today on the NFL Network. The Panthers, they were looking to move on from Robbie Anderson as soon as they fired Coach Matt Rule a week ago. Anderson was one of the guys that Rule really wanted on the team. They go back to their days to, at Temple together once Rule was out as part of the shift that we've seen here in terms of interim coach Steve Wilkes also missing some of the assistants who are very close to Matt Rule. Anderson was another one they wanted to move on from even before what happened on the sideline yesterday. A sixth rounder in 2024 and a seventh rounder in 2025 according to Adam Schefter. Yeah. You know, listen, it's it's not a first day pick. It's not a second day pick. It's a third day pick. You're going to get some compensatory picks this year. Right now you're, you're still trying to, you know, Hollywood Brown's going to be out at least six 
six weeks is what I'm hearing. Cardinals are hopeful that they'll get him back. I just got a text a little while ago. Hopeful they'll get him back after six weeks, but we'll find out. But losing Hollywood Brown, you get Hopkins back. They felt like they had to make a move. And you get a player like Robbie Anderson, who's had success in this league. He's big at 6-3, wasn't working in Carolina for him. He was a Matt Rule guy, undrafted out of Temple, played for the Jets. Jefferson, the Cardinals receivers coach, was with him in New York. So there's a connection there. They liked him. The whole incident yesterday when Wilkes decided to send him to the locker room for for a couple of sideline spats with the wide receiver coach, Joe Daly. I mean, after the game, Anderson said he did not want to be traded. Um, Wilkes noted in reference to his game dismissal that no one person's bigger than the entire team. They end up trading him. It creates 9.7 in dead cap money for the Panthers over the next two years. However, they're off the hook for his $12 million salary in 2023. He's set to make $8.8 million in base next year with $3.2 million coming through a roster bonus. Yeah, so I, but if I'm not mistaken, there's not a lot of that next year that's guaranteed. It's no, not like the Cardinals no, took on get a out of it. big chunk of change next year that now they have to account for. It's mostly non-guaranteed next year. Basically, the Cardinals owe Robbie Anderson the remaining of his $700,000 prorated salary Yeah, worth a year. shot. Worth a shot. With a Hollywood Brown down, you're 2-4. and four. You're not out of it right now. Lose to New Orleans on Thursday, and on Friday, we're going to be talking about how this season we can start looking at the draft. We can start looking at the draft on Friday if they Ooh. lose to New Orleans and at 2-5. They're, they're not coming back from 2-5. We'll talk about that later. They're not coming back from that. But you're glad you get Robbie Anderson because you know what you have to try. You have to try everything you can to get this offense going, to provide the weapons that's needed because this offense is a disaster. So going out and getting Robbie Anderson, you know, you lose Hollywood Brown, devastating because he was such a good player for them. He was really good. Uh, you get Hopkins back, kind of hurts, right? You, he was so yeah. looking forward to having both of those guys. And then Hollywood Brown, Hollywood Brown went down so late in the game yesterday, too. Uh, it, was, it was just like one of the know, last plays of the game. Seriously, that was like the hardest part about it, too. The game was long decided. It was over. It was done. And not that he shouldn't have been on the field, necessarily. I can understand why some people might want to go there. That game was done and over. And for him to suffer an injury on a meaningless play like that at a meaningless moment in the game was maybe, well, it wasn't as hard as the injury, but it was hard. It was hard to watch that in that moment because you're thinking, come on, man, not him. Now, we've kind of run the gamut of emotions today with Marquise Brown because initially the news comes down that Robbie Anderson's been traded to the Arizona Cardinals. You're thinking it, I'm thinking it, 90% of Cardinal fans were thinking, "Uh uh-oh, Hollywood Brown, done for the year, right? Or or something like that. You go make a move like that if he's done for the year. Adam Schefter initially reported that Marquise Brown suffered what he called a potentially season-ending foot injury on Sunday. He's undergoing further testing today. But reporting by Ian Rappaport and by you suggesting that we're looking at a six-week deal here for Hollywood Brown. Rappaport is basically saying the same thing. The MRI revealed the foot injury wasn't as bad as they thought. Now they're thinking he could be back in six weeks. Cardinals are hopeful, from what I was told, Cardinals are hopeful that they will get him back in six weeks. Hopeful. That doesn't mean they will, but they're hopeful. Now at that time, you know, six weeks, they've, uh, you know, they'll they'll played six, they're two and four, that's six, so that's 12. If you get him back in week, you got 14, 15, 16, 17, five games. Could you get him to play five games? You know, if you're in the hunt, it would be great to get him back if you're in the hunt for a playoff spot. If you're not, who knows what happens? But they got to, you know, at this point right now, I mean, going out and getting Robbie Anderson was almost like, I get it. Like, I totally get it. Look, I'm going to be honest with you, because if they lose to New Orleans on. On Thursday, mm-hmm. and they're two and five. I'm not going to have wanted them to give up picks, even a sixth round pick. 
even though it's not a first day or a second day pick, I get that, right? Yeah. It's a third day pick. Like, cause you, I would, I'm gonna run, want the picks. I'm gonna want the picks. Yeah. I, no, no, I, I, no, I know exactly. What you're, it, it's I, cause I had kind of a similar thought. Like I was thinking to myself, man, for a team that feels like they're on the edge of the cliff and they're about ready to go over, right? And you could argue they've already gone over with how they played yesterday. It does seem like a, you know, if you're if you're really on your way to a five win season, six win season, what are you doing giving up draft picks for Rob? I mean, what is he going to help? Right? What is he here to assist with? It's a last ditch effort, he, in my he, opinion, he, to try to salvage this game against New Orleans and win the game. I mean, if, if you're talking about the difference between a five win team and a seven win team, what's the point? You know, what's the point of giving up draft picks for a move like that? And it certainly speaks to, I would think, if you're Cliff now. We're going to get into Cliff, and we're going to get into that game and his future and all of that stuff. But it does seem like a coaching decision about Cliff doesn't seem like it would be imminent when you go out and you trade a six and a seventh to give him a wide receiver to help him. Now, does it? It doesn't. It doesn't seem I like know we're going to get into the whole lot. But after this game, it's that's considered like the mini buy. Like you know, that's yeah. you know, you get that extra. You got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If changes are going to happen, the mini buy does make sense. But I think you got Robbie Anderson because Hollywood Brown is out and Hopkins. Has Hasn't played all year. Robbie Anderson has been playing. You're just like, hey, listen, come. He's he's a big receiver. Antoine Wesley's gone, so that's one big receiver that you thought you were going to have. You don't have him. Just get some size. Get somebody who who has had success in this league. He's had success. He's been a good receiver. He was targeted two years ago. He had the most targets on Carolina with 136. He had 95 catches for over a thousand yards. A kid could play. Yeah. He just fell out of favor in Carolina. So Cliff was actually asked directly today what. Was the move in response to Brown's injury? Yeah, I think so. Um, had an opportunity to get a guy bring some speed and, and um, that dynamic that Hollywood has, and uh, so we'll kind of see where he fits in. And just for the long term, uh, with guys getting hurt, we need some more uh, wideouts in here. Yeah, yes, yes, you do. And here's the thing: glad you brought this up. D Hop officially got activated today. Dude hasn't played football. In nearly a year. Yeah. You can't just think he's going to walk in and play 100% of the snaps. You want him to. I'm sure he's healthy. I'm sure he's raring to go. Guy hasn't played football in a year. I mean, yeah. there's, there's going to be... Hey, yo, save our season. You haven't uh, played in a year. Save our season, yeah, please. Yeah, please. Go out there and do it. Carry us on your back. I, I mean, as much as we want to believe that's going to be the narrative on Thursday, that's not going to be that easy to pull off. Guy hasn't played football in a year. You know, he's going to have to ease into it a little bit. I get it. He's Superman because he's D-hop. But he's so... So for that reason, getting Robbie Anderson in a moment like that, it's not just about Brown. It's also about... This transition period that you're going into now with Ehop because it's just not going to happen overnight. With so him, now right? you got so you got Kyler who's going to be throwing your top two wide receivers might be Robbie Anderson and DeAndre Hopkins who he hasn't thrown a ball to either of them in a play in a game this year. Man, I was really looking forward to seeing DeHop and Hollywood Brown. Again. Sure, I loved Hollywood Brown. I was really but, uh, looking listen, forward to you're seeing that. the question now. Can you? How do you evaluate Holly Brown? Hollywood Brown. Do you sign him to a contract extension based on what you've seen? I wasn't expecting you to go there, but yes. Why? This that, is what you've got. You no, have five I know, games no, I just wasn't ready to have that conversation yet. But yes, you're right. That does really complicate that conversation, yeah. doesn't it? You're, I mean, you've got to make a decision. Is you, you, do you want to sign this guy? Do you not want to sign the guy? Now it's time to talk about the game. How does the worst defense in the league... Good night, everybody! Hold your offense to nine points. We're not done with the show. We're just starting here on Burns and Gambo. Here we go! Quick! Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Go, let's go, let's go! Shot 
Gun snap. Murray back to throw. Throws a deep ball. Left side. Underthrown. Intercepted at the 25-yard line. Picked off by Woolen. And there's an injured Cardinal as well. It's Hollywood Brown who is the intended receiver, and he's still down. Disaster. Disaster. Yeah. Just unmitigated disaster. I mean... You go, you're facing a team with the you know with absolutely no defense, right? This was the get right game. This was the game you were gonna you were gonna blow out Seattle. You were gonna score six out of seven times. You had the football. You were gonna punt it twice the whole game, maybe once. And you go out there and your offense scores three points in the whole game. Your offense scores three points. Seattle had the second worst defense points per game allowed, thirty one points per game, second worst in the league. 31 points a game. Your offense put up three against them. They were terrible at, at stopping the run. You couldn't run the ball outside of Kyle Murray. I mean, their defense, if you go look at everything, I mean, it was so bad in so many different categories. Where they were the worst in the league in just about everything. And, and you couldn't move the ball against them enough. I mean, it was, in, in, you know, it's ineptitude of epic proportions. Yes, it is. It's the only way to describe that putrid offensive display that we saw in that football game. Yeah, no, it, it, putrid. That, that's exactly it. It's an ineptitude of epic proportions, what we saw yesterday. And we had to the point where, like last week, we had almost expected, okay, yeah, I know it's been bad around here, but man, if you see that defense, man, they're horrible. They'll, they'll be fine. They'll figure it out. They'll get it going. And then by the end of the week, we kind of started looking at it from the other way. Like, man, what if Seattle, what if Seattle's looking at Arizona and going, no, 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 that's our get-right game. Get right game. This is our moment. This is our, our yeah. defense has had it tough, but man, look at that offense is lost. They're not throwing the ball more than five yards down the field. All of their running backs are hurt. Their offensive line is hurt. Their quarterback doesn't look like he's on the same page as the head coach. Uh, they're, they're banged up at the wide receiver position. This is our get-right game for a defense that we think is better. Their get-right was better than our get-right. Their get-right was more meaningful than our get-right. And I never imagined that that defense, as bad as it was, could get that right against the Arizona Cardinals offense. They obliterated them yesterday. Yeah. No, Just there obliterated is them. broken about the Arizona Cardinals offense, and I mean completely broken. Completely broken. That you can't get anything going against that team. You can't score points. There was a... Uh, there was... They on their final seven drives, they had 120 yards and six first downs. Like on their final seven drives, 34 plays for 120 yards, six first downs. Their final seven drives. Like how does that happen? <laughs> like how do you explain that? Like it's garbage. It's just it's just hot garbage. It's a mess. Kyler's terrible. Cliff is terrible. And everything's terrible about this offense. How does Zach Gertz have no targets in the first half, but ten in the second half? <laughs> How do you design an offense like that? Hey, I'm not gonna throw you the ball the entire first half. Then we're gonna throw it to you on every single possession in the second half. What are you doing? Yeah. Like what are you doing? I mean, it's, it's it's hard to watch. You're disgusted by it. You're absolutely disgusted by it. You know, and you you, you just can't believe what you see. And they came out of the gates and, you know, they moved the ball pretty well. And Kyle had some big runs. You're like, okay, this is going to be it. And no. And then they just stopped. It was like, that's it. Okay, we're done. We're not gonna... Seattle had how many sacks? Six. Six. They, they, they only had like eight going they had eight in. Eight going in. Get eight going in there. Yeah, dropping on the Kyla Murray left and right. And it just, it was, uh, it, it's, it was mind boggling. To watch this offense, which is completely broken. I mean, to the point where if it was a toy, you'd throw it away.
That's how bad it's broken. You'd be like, hey, this thing's broken. It's junk. Toss it in a garbage can. Would you, I mean, would you at least give it to Goodwill? If it was broken? <laughs> if it was, no, like, it, no, like, if it was, like broken to the point where you got to throw it away broken, not just not being played with anymore. This is throw but, away like, broken. Throw away broken. Okay. Yeah, wow, this is yeah. throw away broken. It's like, no, You're Goodwill right. would, turn, would turn it away. <laughs> hey, you want this? Like, no. Who are we going to give but that But come to? on, I need a receipt for taxes. You're not getting one. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> There's Kyla, a trash bin over there. <laughs> Kyler Murray after the game. Just making it hard. Just making it hard. You know, uh, I don't want to get into details, but um, it's just, it, like I said, it's tough right now. It just feels like we, we move the ball. And we, like I said, we get to a certain area, get a, get a you know, long first down. Next play, we're second and ten. That's tough, that's tough to do. It's tough to be in, you know, especially, um, it's just, like I said, we're, we're, we're not doing things right right now. He says it hasn't been this bad since his rookie year. Oh, he's regressing. Like, he looks terrible. He, he's, he's so he, regressed. He does. He's he on does. pace for 17 touchdowns. He has six touchdown passes. Yeah. Look at his, look at his you know, that, that, that pass chart, right? Yeah. You know, where all his passes are being thrown to. They're all like five yards from the line of scrimmage. No, I just want to throw the ball down the field. Everything is no. like, like, there's a line of scrimmage, there's five years, and that's where all his little dots are, right? That's where he's throwing oh, let's play the ball a trivia to. Game. There's one team in the NFL that doesn't have a 40 yard play in their offense. Want to guess which one? I don't need to. Who is I it? I know who it is. That's the Arizona oh, Cardinals. There you go. You win the big prize yeah. of the day. The only team in the NFL without a 40 yard play. 32 yarder to Zach hey, Ertz yesterday. Was that the season high? They that's, got the long, that's the longest play of the year. Right. For a team that's supposed to just be loaded with explosive <laughs> playmakers and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. To the point where I'd like to blow up the explosive. There's nothing there. There's not, like there's nothing there. AJ, why is AJ Green on the team? I have no idea. Like, why are you on the team? I have no, he is filling space, man. Like, he what is, are you doing there? He is just occupying a locker right now. There is nothing. He, he's bringing nothing to the table. Zero. Nothing to Zero. the table at all. No, Kyler's, and, and Kyler's acting. We, we raved about Kyler. Kyler's accuracy down the field. It's terrible. That accuracy is terrible. Honestly, one of the most noticeable things about yesterday's game. He can't throw the ball down he, the field. He, he was off everywhere. He was yeah. high. He was low. He was off of fingers. He was this. He was that. He's Steve Sachs right now. He, he, he couldn't. He's got the yips. He, he couldn't. He couldn't find the accuracy at all more than 10 yards down like the ben field. He's like Ben Simmons shooting a basketball. Yeah. Like, oh, it's bad. That's bad. No, I'm serious. Like, he, it's bad. Like, he doesn't want to throw the ball more than five yards. His accuracy is terrible. Because he mean, knows. He knows he's not quite sure where it's going. You can, <laughs> right? You can see. To the point where my number one takeaway from watching yesterday's game was, man, and I thought, I thought D-Hop was going to be some sort of savior in this offense. You can't count on that. You can't expect that. You can hope for it. You can pray for it. You can desperately think, oh, man, I hope DeAndre Hopkins comes back and makes this offense a functioning, living thing again. But to expect it, you're nuts to expect that. He's 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 good. He ain't that good. And that's and that's the thing that bugs me the most about yesterday's game. All right. I get it. He's good. I get it that he's important. They should never be this bad without him. No, they should never no. be this bad without him. And they should never rely on one guy who's not a quarterback to come in and save this ship from sinking the way they're counting on DeAndre Hopkins. Never, never. He's not. That's all. But they had. He's not Superman. All right. Hat on right now. The only thing they have to hang their hat on is Hopkins is coming back. That's it. Yeah. What? What other thing? No, that's it. No, that that is it. Point to. They have nothing. They have Stugats. They got nothing. Yeah. 
That is it. Texas, your thoughts. Can't wait to read some of those. On the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now, uh, anything we're talking about here on the Burns and Gambo Show, you can send us a text. We get a chance. We'll read the best ones on the air. When we come back, is Cliff Kingsbury worthy of all the blame? Is he going to pay for this at some point? That's next on Arizona Sports. The Burns and Gambo need to know. Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. Let's uh, roll out our Twitter poll question of the day here on Arizona Sports and the Burns and Gambo Show. Eric is standing by. He's got it. Eric, the stage is yours. Take it away. Brother Burnsy, we got a, a tough one, a sad one, but a fair and realistic one. Is this the low point? Of the Cliff Kingsbury era in Arizona. You got three options. Yes. No. It was the playoff game against the Rams. And no. It was another time. Uh, wasn't Is it a, the lowest it of It wasn't low? another time. It wasn't another. It's, it's either. It's either. It's either this or that. It's not some other moment. But. You know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with this, and I know I'm a, I'm being a slave to the moment to a certain extent, but like I didn't think they were gonna go to L.A. and beat the Rams in the playoffs. I didn't think they were gonna get humiliated like that, but I didn't think they were gonna win. I really thought they were gonna tighten down some loose screws against Seattle and give us all a reason to believe that things were getting better. I real I to be humiliated like that against a defense like that. I, I think this is no. Let's put it this way: This I, is it. I think this is it. I think this is the low point. This is this is the moment where we're going to talk right about this you know, for the rest of this segment. This is the moment where if things get really bad on Thursday against the Saints, I think we are all radars on full on Friday for something. Like, be ready for some. I, I'm not saying it will. I'm not. I don't have information. I'm just speculating. But if things get sideways on Thursday. I think we should all be at least prepared and on standby for Friday because that something might happen. I'm going other, other, other. What Just a it? different time. January 9th, two thousand twenty-two. January 9th, two thousand twenty-two. Right here in State Farm Stadium. They lost to Seattle. Final game of the regular season. You got to be thirty-eight to thirty by a pathetic Seahawks team. All you had to do was win, and you had home field advantage in the playoffs, and you lose. You give up thirty-eight points. In that game. Okay. They beat the hell like out it. of you. I like it. Hey, I like the hell it. out of you. I we respect the answer, I, I respect Gambo. that because, you know, Gambo zigs, everybody zags. I like that. Well, it's definitely a zig. Five times. Terrible game. 3% are voting for other Gambo, so I, I'd hate to say you're in the large minority there. This one is an absolute blowout. 78.6% not feeling great about yesterday, saying this is rock bottom. 18.4% say the playoff game against the Rams. All right, that's the poll question. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. I do like that you went something a little different there and thought a little outside the box. Cliff Kingsbury today, when he was on with Wolf and Luke, does he feel like he is now coaching for his job. I think that comes with the profession. I think when, when you have a start like we have had uh, offensively that the talk is, is going to be out there and, and uh, you know, quite frankly, it, it should be. We should play better and um, we all know that. So that, that's, uh, you know, week in, week out, we, we feel like we're all kind of coaching for our job in this profession and um, we, we got to get better on offense. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no dur, right? I mean, you're coaching for your job. I mean, there's a lot of people right now that want Cliff Kingsbury gone. Okay. They want him gone. Like, I'm tired of this. This guy can't figure it out. He came in here with this air raid offense. They throw the ball four four yards out of the field. What air raid is that? They, throw, they don't throw the ball down the field. The offense has no creativity to it. You can't figure out what this offense is. There's no consistency. There's no rhythm. And, and, and that's what you are. You came in and got a job as a college coach who had been fired. You came in here with this, you know, the, the theory was that you were going to create this incredible offense. The, the pace was going to be wearing defensive down, down and you were going to score the, like crazy 30 points a game. And you can't score a touchdown against Seattle yeah. and that defense. Yes, this is trying times for Cliff Kingsbury, to say the least. A lot of people would like to see a change right now. Yeah, and, and this is, you know, this is one of those moments where, you know, and again, I want to reiterate this. I, I'm you're, you're the source guy on the show, not me. I'm just the one over here just kind of throwing darts at the wall to see what sticks. But this, this for me, Sunday's moment Okay, uh, and I'm gonna. I I think somebody wrote this earlier. So if I'm stealing from you, I don't mean to. I, I read it. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. I want to bring that up. I just can't remember who wrote it. Sunday's moment to me was like that moment when Steve Wilkes was coaching against the Broncos in 2018 on Thursday Night Football. Oh yeah, and we came into work the next day and we just knew he's done. He's done. He's not going to make it. He's not going to. I don't know if it's going to be now. I don't know if it's going to be later. I don't know if it's going to be at the end of the season. But this this has got a, a rapidly approaching expiration date, and it is going to expire. And he's not going to be the coach. Sunday was that moment for me for Cliff. Like, he's not going to survive this it, it, to the point where, again, just speculation. If things get bad on Thursday night on national TV. At home. At home. You mentioned it. It's a mini buy. They have a head coach in waiting who's already got experience with the job on staff in Vance Joseph. If they wanted to do something, they could do something on Friday with a little extra ramp up time to get themselves ready for the next game after that. Again, pure speculation. I know nothing. It just feels like we're getting to that point in the narrative where something like that could happen. Okay, let's be honest. Okay, let, let's, 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 let's call it like it is. If he was the offensive coordinator, not the head coach, would, would we have a change right now? Gone. Be gone! He'd be gone. If he was the offensive, you'd be Mike McCoy. He'd be gone. You would be Mike McCoy. Yep. One, two, three, four, five, six games. This offense is terrible. It's got to be the OC. Change him out. Now, I don't know if he gives up play calling or give it to somebody else, but let's not forget. Let's not forget that last year there was a game in which Cliff Kingsbury was out and they had Whipple call the plays and Kyler Murray threw like four touchdown passes and they had like, you know, 30-some-7 points in the game. Yeah, to your point, this is Cliff Kingsbury earlier today with Wolf and Luke on that exact topic of play calling. Definitely, yeah, whatever it takes to win. Um, whatever it takes to score points. Um, that's, you know, anything goes in this league. And, and, and so we'll, we'll examine all avenues, obviously, on a short week. That would be tough to, to go by, but right. we'll see how things go. And um, whatever it takes to, to make us, you know, get better, I'm all for it. Cleveland, last year. Whipple calls the plays. Kyle throws for four touchdowns. They score 37 points. It's a fair question right now. Should he take a step back and give up the play calling? Yeah. Take a step back. Okay, what you're doing is not working. It doesn't work. Every week we hear the same thing. You know, every week. They've even got Cliff Bingo right now that you can play. <laughs> you can play Cliff Bingo. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'll give up play calling duties was not on the Cliff Bingo card. 
No. That was not on the, or we should be on the hot seat, was not on the Cliff Kingsbury uh, bingo card today. I normally no. get bingo like four times over after a presser, so this was a rare occurrence. For look, but I'm, sometimes when, look, what you're not doing is not working. Okay, so if some like last year, there was a game in which he was out with COVID, yep. and they turned the play callings over to Whipple, and and they had a really good game. They had a really good game. It's something you got to think about, right? You got to put your ego to the side here. Listen, I'm not getting it done right now. I'm still the head coach, but I'm going to let you call the plays. Well, just just to see what we could do because. You got to win this. If you're Cliff, like, I know it's a five, you got a five year contract, but man, like, we've yeah. talked about this all along. I mean, this is, this is Michael money, not cap money. Uh, yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. I, I, I think this conversation would be much more, there'd be, there'd be an extra level of urgency if he hadn't signed the extension. And, and I, I have to speculate that part of this, too, is just from an organizational standpoint, man, we just signed this guy to an extension in January. Can we really fire him now? I mean, won't, won't we look foolish? You had 11 if we fire him in Seattle without. I, I know. Oh, you, you don't need to tell me. I, 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 I watched that. I watched that slog no fest yesterday too. Um, but but I, you you know me, and you know this. This is not Monday morning quarterbacking here. I was never a fan of giving him the extension. I was never a fan of it. It, it, it just didn't seem right. It didn't seem. I get it. Three wins, five wins, eight wins, eleven wins. You go to the playoffs, but the way that season ended, the way they lost to the Rams. Your point about the way they lost to Seattle in Week Seventeen. Man, if they if they hadn't signed him to that extension from a from a perception standpoint, it's a lot easier to get rid of Cliff Kingsbury right now because you don't have the egg on your face of having just extended him nine months ago, right? Because people around the league are like, well, wait a minute, you're going to let him? Nine months ago, you were so sure he was the guy, you gave him a five-year contract extension. Now, nine months later, you've decided he's not the guy. Make up your mind. Figure it out. Is he your guy or is he not? Is he your coach or is he not? Yeah, he was your guy. Then all but, you know. Well, then don't give him the extension. Don't give him a five-year extension. And you're right. It's just Michael Money. It doesn't count against the cap. If if he wants to buy him out and buy him out, it's, it's just it's his Michael's money. Michael's not going to be happy about that money. No, because it, it makes them look bad. It makes him look bad. And then it makes Michael look bad because it's like, well, well then why'd you extend him if you were just going to let him go? So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe Thursday isn't some sort of a do-or-die moment for him in which he's coaching for his job because maybe just the sheer embarrassment of giving him an extension and then having to fire him seven weeks into the season is too much for the organization to bear. But it will certainly shine a bright light on, well, then why did you give him the extension? Why did you sign him? If this is what you were going to do in they the first place, they took them to the playoffs last year. I know, but they, you know, they they went from three wins to five to, to eight, five to, to eight to eleven. Like he won five games his first year, taking over a team that won three. Then he won eight. Then he won eleven. The team got they believed in him. I know. They believed in him. I guess I didn't. <laughs> That's why I wouldn't have extended him. I would have made him go one more year for a moment just like this. You know, because it. it just just to see. But if something happens this week, I, I'm telling you, you, you got you got, um, you yeah. got a coach. If you get blown out at home, because then it's a full calendar year, right? That you haven't won a home game? Yeah, it'll be, if they win, it's 361 days lose, and then it's over 365. It will have been a full calendar year since they, lose, they won at home. Yeah, it's, there's... I got to think he's coaching for his job on Thursday. I, I have to believe he's I, coaching for his job. I said at the beginning of the segment, I'll say it again. Our radars will be on full on Friday if they lose on Thursday. Like, it, I'll wake up that morning like, okay, is something going to happen today or not? 
is something, you know, to be kind of that just yeah. sort of watching the, you know, watching the Twitter and looking at, you know, see what you find out and just go, okay, is something going to happen today? If not, not, then maybe winning's not the priority, you know? I don't know. I mean, unless. Ooh, now that's the, that's the salt, that's the, that's the salt in the wound right there. Like, if, right? That's I mean, the, that's, but that's the, that's the really hard conversation about, man, how bad do you want this? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want this? Coming up next on the Burns and Gambo show. So you now have to have a kicker on the roster. You just don't know how to use a kicker on the roster. What exactly was the point of keeping Matt Amendola if you weren't going to use him from 38 yards out? That's coming up next on the Burns and Gambo show. Love you, bro. Love you. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. 23-yard field goal try for Amendola. Ball on the far hash mark. Fourth down. Snap. Spot. The kick is up and the kick is good. And the Cardinals have their first points of the first quarter of 2022. <laughs> Although it was second and goal from the one, and you had to kick a 23 yard field goal. I mean, reason number 45 why yesterday's offense was terrible. You had a second and goal from the one, and you had to kick a 23-yard field goal. But notable for two reasons. Number one, yeah, to Dave Pash's point, your first first quarter points of the season came on a Matt Amendola 23-yard field goal. Then number two, apparently 23 yards was about the distance Cliff Kingsbury felt like he could trust Matt Amendola to kick from because he had the opportunity to roll him out there for a 38-yarder, a 41-yarder, and a 45-yarder. And he said no. All three times. Yeah, nothing against Matt Amendola, but I hope he's you know I hope he's got another career picked out because he is he's not going to kick in the NFL again. Okay, uh, he's just not. I mean, he, he missed that big kick in Kansas City. He missed the big kick with the Cardinals. That missed the extra point. Here's the thing: I don't get like the communication between the GM and the coach. Here's what I'm asking: Hey. It's a, it's fourth and four. You got a thirty-seven yard field goal here. Would you kick him? No, 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 no. There's no way I'm gonna. Okay, then I'm cutting the guy. You cut the guy. I'm gonna cut the guy. Exactly, coach. It's fourth and it's fourth and two. It's fourth and four. It's fourth and five. You got a 37, 38, 39 year old, thirty nine year, uh, thirty nine year old, thirty nine yard field goal. <laughs> do you kick the field goal or do you not kick the field? I, I, I knew what you meant, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you kick the field goal or not? No, what? Why? I don't trust the kid. Okay, well, that you're gone. Right. You, I'm cutting him. Yeah. Listen, I said it. You said it. We asked Kaim last week. I don't know if we have the Kaim cuts. I would have cut Amendola if he missed the kick. I would have cut him. Or I would have had him come in Monday. I would have said, hey, nobody's here. Here you go. I'm going to line this thing up from 48 yards. You kick it right through the middle and you get to keep your job. You miss it, you're fired. You're fired. You understand that? One kick right now. 48 yards. I get a defensive line and everything and put their hands up. And you got to make this kick. You keep your job. Like, you want pressure? Here's the pressure. Make the kick and you have a job. Miss the kick and you're fired. And let's see if he makes the kick. I would have done something like that. I wouldn't have just brought him back. Here's the cut you referred to. Kyle on with us on Friday. Why keep Matt Amendola? Well, we had four kickers in the previous week, and um, he was the most consistent by far, um, you know, as far as accuracy and, and get off and those sort of things. So, um, you know, it's easy to just say, hey, let's just change out the change out. But now all of a sudden you have a guy step in, and who knows, potentially he could be missing extra points and, and those sort of things. And there's something to be said for, you know, in the NFL for timing and those sort of things with the snapper, the, the, the whole placeholder, those those things, et cetera. So, uh, uh, I just think it was in our best interest at, at this point to stay with the same guy. 
<laughs> but you're right. You're right. And and that was one of so many takeaways from yesterday's game. All right, if you're going to keep the guy, use the guy. And if you can't use the guy, you can't keep the guy. And it's that simple. That simple. It's that simple. How many field goals it, did they pass up yesterday? Three from 38, 41, and 45. And that was a field goal game. Like, that oh, was a field goal game. So, yeah. You weren't playing like, Kansas City's offense. Like, see, yeah, the, your defense was shutting down Seattle. Yeah, it was almost like Pete Carroll knew, okay, you know what? If we just keep kicking field goals, we'll win. Because, obviously, they don't trust their guy. They're not. They're going for it on fourth down every single time. To the point where Cliff said yesterday, yeah, if we had Prater, we probably would have kicked more field goals on fourth down instead of going for it. You know, with with our kicking situation, you know, that, that played into it some. Uh, we're normally aggressive on fourth down. But if Prater was here, you know. Probably at least a couple of those would, would have kicked at that point. I mean, I, I, again, like, and hopefully Prater will be back this week. But I, I just can't understand what's the where's the communication there? Like, hey, I'm. Why would you have a kicker on the roster that the coach doesn't trust? Okay, now maybe he wouldn't have trusted any of the other guys either, right? That's maybe Cliff says. What about the other three guys? I wouldn't trust them either. May, we had talked about this last week. Is it going to affect Cliff's ability to coach this game? Is he going to coach it differently knowing that he doesn't have Prater? Now, maybe it would have been the same with Blankenship or anybody. Anybody, anybody that they yeah. had brought in would have been the same thing. I don't trust these kickers. I trust Prater, but I don't know these guys and I don't trust them. So if it was him or somebody else, I'm not kicking a field goal if I have a chance to go yeah, for it on fourth and, and, and four. And you know, when we have that conversation, and by the way, i got to cut a play from Cliff in 30 seconds in which he talked about that it wasn't a trust issue with Amendola, who got released, by the way today. They activated DeAndre Hopkins. They released Matt Amendola so a week ago. But, there, but there's that, right? Mm-hmm. They, that they should have released him a week ago. When we had that conversation about Cliff changing his coaching, I was talking about it in reasonable terms, like a 53-yarder, a 48-yarder, right? A 49-yarder, somewhere on the fringe of, is it questionable or not whether this guy can make it? If you question whether your kicker can make a 38-yard field goal, that kicker's got no business being on your roster. None. We're not talking about a 48-yarder. We're not talking about a 53-yarder. We're not we're talking about a 38-yard field goal. Right. You don't trust him to make that kick. He's got no business being on your roster. None. Unless it's unless it's just a reality. They didn't, would have trusted any of the other ones Maybe. either. Maybe. Here's Cliff today said it wasn't a matter of trust when it came to Matt Amendola. I wouldn't say not faith. I think it's having faith in your offense more than anything. Um, you know, Matt Prater is one of the best in NFL history, so that's kind of a different level, but um, the opportunities we had offensively, I thought, were there and, and um, weren't able to make them at the time, but it, it was more that than um, any lack of faith. Like I said, it was a Prater deal. Like We feel like he's pretty much automatic, and um, that's a good luxury to have when you don't have it. It's a little bit different. You have potential. <laughs> you have... Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean... Oh. There's nothing to me. Like, the guy, like, you know, you, 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 you he missed an extra point. Yeah, he did. He missed, well, he missed yeah. a field goal last week. An extra, like, honestly, like, I mean, I, I, I hope the it's, guy's got it. Where did he go to college? I hope he's got a nice degree. It, that he's, you it's, know, it's the disconnect. Go, go do accounting or something. It, it's the, it's the, it, that was, that was the thing that was glaring specific to this situation was it, it just didn't seem like coach and GM are on the same page at all about this. Cause Friday, Steve Kime, general manager is telling us, yep, we kept him for a reason. All good. He's the guy. Two days later, Cliff's not using him in very obvious field goal kicking conditions in a very obvious field goal game, as you mentioned. I, it's, it's, again, reason number yeah. 53 why everything is just so completely sideways with this football team right now. 
The fact that it, it, that you, if you would have kicked those field goals, you might have had a chance to win the game. Who knows? You might have had a chance. Just the way things were going, that was a game where you got to take the three points. And they're not taking the three points because they have no trust in the kicker that they have on their roster. Yep. When we come back, they are the place shaped yesterday's outcome. Big Red Reacts is next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.